It's a bit off key. Sounded like a church bell. Yeah, it's a bit like. Anyway. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Two Bottles. 21. We have just made the February episode. Oh, yes. It it's the 28th, so we're still in February. No, but. Or is it the 27th? No, it's, it's the 28th. The 28th, but it is the 1st of March tomorrow. Oh, it's 28 oh. days. That's February. Um, so, welcome. I hope you've all had a lovely time. Valentine's Day. All right, Olivia. <laughs> uh, yes, this Edgecode. <laughs> this episode is dedicated to Olivia Coleman. Uh... We will be talking more about her later, but first of all, Vic is going to explain what we are drinking tonight because, controversially, we are not starting the episode with Prosecco. <gasps> no, so just for you listeners out there who are obviously hanging on our every word to know which Prosecco. Go, we're drinking tonight. Both of you guys. Both of you were so welcome. Um, we are actually starting this evening, or it has been started earlier in the afternoon, uh, gin. Gin. And this is uh, from my lovely sister Sarah and her boyfriend Paul, and it's called Bloody Benz. And it's actually, it was brewed in Earlsfield, and it's the first batch from Benz Canteen. I'm sure some of you have been to Ben's Canteen, if you live in the London area. Hashtag Ben's Canteen. Hashtag Ben's Canteen. <laughs> I have no idea. No, I have no idea. Uh, so it just says, Buddy Ben's gin was inspired by Malo- oh, Malocan dreaming and London living. Oh. That's nice, isn't that's it? That's nice. And we are serving it with a slice of lemon, loads of ice and some fever tree. Is it the light or the Mediterranean Naturally tonic? Actually light. Tonic. tonic. And it's lush in there. I love this. Oh, don't do the well thing. <laughs> you know how it annoys me so. But don't you think it's fabulous? No. Come on, Philip. Do you not like it? Who's comes this jacket? <laughs> oh, I'll be there now in a minute. Minute. Uh, you yes, stop contradicting I... <laughs> yourself, Welsh people. <laughs> but it's nice. I think it's nice. It's got a nice flavour. Lovely. Not too strong. Not too hard. Not too fruity. Not too fruity. <laughs> fruity nut. Fruity enough. Ooh. But yeah, no, it's nice, mm. isn't it? So that's why the clang was a bit low today. Yeah, but we do it? also have Prosecco and we will oh. be telling you all about that uh, when we start drinking it, basically. Which I don't think will take long. No, well, this won't take too long. But yeah, this one's from Majestic. Did you get this one or did I? You did. Um, I got this one. It's, um, it's called Majestic Loves Fizz and it's eight ninety nine. Very reasonable. And surprisingly, it's from Majestic's. Oh, my God. Clues in the title. I know, right? But we've got two glasses that could maybe... Oh, that's a good one. See oh, that? Does it when we've got the drinking. Oh, look. It just They need to be empty. We need to drink quicker. Oh. Oh. oh that mean they're never going to be empty. Sometimes, Philip, they will be. Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, just in general... Oh, we oh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> What's been happening? I'm going to number five. What's happening? What's been happening, Vic? What's been going on? How has February been for you? Uh, Any big moments in life-changing extravaganza? Oh, you're opening that one up for me, setting it up. Um, so, yes, I was made um, 
I decided to uh, leave Mary Stokes. I like how you said, I was made, uh, I decided to, to leave. Yes, well, it was up to me, ultimately, yeah. to leave. So I did. Um, and it was with great sadness and great woe. But time but... for a new era and a time for a new mix. A new dawn is on the horizon. And if the horizon's really small, but it's there. <laughs> so if anybody's looking for anybody in a comms uh, role, please get in touch. Uh, I'm very good. That sounded a bit desperate. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we'll escape past that one. Okie dokie. And what else has been going on account from life-changing stroke destroying? Oh, well, she's, you know. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a bit of a mixed bag, You're hasn't it? you still engaged, which <sighs> is something to be proud of. Well, that's an achievement, really. It We've is. done a whole two months now. Wow. That's a bit of a relief, isn't it? But yeah, saying um, I no longer have employment, uh, the wedding's on hold, so <laughs> who knows when that's going to happen. But uh, we'll have to wait. But yes, yeah, so you'll have to, uh, yeah, your, or, or, is it an ordainment? Uh, Being ordained? Yeah. Getting ordained? Ordainship. Ordainship. <laughs> yes. For, for his worship. For his worship. So for you listeners out there... Um, I just want that really big hat. I <laughs> like the bishop. Uh, Lawrence and I have um, asked Philip to marry us. A bit like Joey and Friends. Or Adele. Or Adele. Yeah, I'll go with that one. Like okay. That. So you're um, going to have a costume change. Yeah, I want the full robes, everything, yeah, the hat, yeah. the Pope Mobile. Yeah, Pope Mobile. Do you need a cane? Mm, maybe. Diamond encrusted. I, I think I need assistance. You'd, well, we've known that for a while. Um, yeah. Probably going to be more extravagant than your wedding dress. You know, you're not supposed to like. Overshadow the bride. Well, you've been doing that for over 10 years, my love. I'm used to it. I want kind of like the music that Princess Diana walked down the aisle to, and then you can just like come on tonight, you know. Shall I just come out the side entrance? I'll just come in and go, Hi, everybody, I'm here now. Fix, I'm ready. (laughs) Hurry up. Yeah, I'll just pop in. Show on the road. Yeah, yeah. I think we need a microphone. Do you, do you, good. Right, let's get drunk. Hey. Are you not? I think you need to have some sort of. Uh... <laughs> you may get the bride pissed. <laughs> Do you not think that you need to have some sort of like you know in the Super Bowl how they have like a halftime show? Do you not want to put on like a halftime show? Yeah. I mean, obviously the game will come off at some point, and I will do full on Beyonce. Yeah, you could do a reveal. Yeah. Mhm. Like yeah. 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 Well, you've got a couple of years to think about it, so it's good. <laughs> hmm So, yeah, so what about you, Pip? What's happened this month? What's you been up to? What have you been doing? Where have you been? What have you been doing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I think in a moment we're going to be talking about the fact that I've been to the cinema a million times. But it's good because it's saving you money. Saving you lots of money. And I am not uh, drinking as much. Yeah. Your me. liver doesn't know what's happening. Yeah, it's going like... <laughs> <laughs> See what? Um, also, um, I've been doing a bit of stand-up. Yes, and what happened on Monday? You 
I did a stand-up gig. That was a competition. And you won. And I won. Yeah. Like my fourth gig in four and a half years. Five years. Five years. And you finally told the story that I have been wanting you to tell for years. Yeah, so if you want to see the sets, you can go to our social media, and it is linked from there. You have to, you have to go watch it. The first story that he talks about is something I have been bugging Pip to talk about for years. It is the funniest thing to think this isn't just made up for comedy peeps. No, this, this is, is not actually real, true facts. This actually happened, mm. and I was just telling Philip earlier. I can remember sat at lunch at work when he first told this story. So this is where, this is true facts. Yeah. True. Sorry, I'm true. trying to have a little help. <laughs> sorry for the rattling. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay, don't worry. Relax. So, relax. relax. Get to relax. it. Anyone again to it. Anyway, uh, so the theme of this episode is hashtag inspose, which I had to inform Philip. No, explain. I was like, inspose. Inspo. Inspiration. So... It sounded like a conference. Like inspo. Oh, like an expo. Yeah. Ah, I, I get like, it. What? Yeah. Nobody really uses expo anymore. Well, no... no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak. Why are we doing a podcast? I can't even speak! So, inspo. So what's an inspo? What is so, it? I mean, what and is it hashtag inspo is like it's something or someone or somewhere that inspires you. Oh. So the fact that we've been talking a lot about people and things that have like inspired us to do certain things, you've been inspired to go back into comedy. There's oh. been people out there who are inspiring us to do certain things that to, or to stop certain things. You know, these yeah. people. So who inspires you. Okay, the lists are. Who are your yeah. go tos? And there are there like different. Yeah, um, there's different, different things. Yeah, definitely. I definitely. Um, I think like there's different things because I think everybody has, takes inspiration from different places. So, you know, you have your celebs that inspire you. Yeah. So you've well, got. Well, I mean, but not everybody does. That's what I mean. So, like, you've got your celebs you know that I mean? inspire you, you've got your family and your go, friends. Some people don't give a shit about celebrities. No. But you've got different people yeah. from different things, from history, from, like, yeah. people on Instagram, like, social media, like, influencers that inspire you. There's loads of different things. Yeah. And different people and different places. So, um, where would you... Um, so, it's a bit like the Desert Island Discs of People, isn't it? Yeah, that's the... <gasps> Ooh, Desert Island and People. Maybe we could do like a Desert Island Peeps. Yeah, dips. Yeah, ooh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're doing? <laughs> Just dipping the tip. Oh, well, that's uh, more than you need sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um. So, okay, so my inspo place has to be Portugal. Oh, yeah. That's gorgeous. where I get my inspo on. I feel so inspired when I go to Portugal. Yeah. There's something really spiritual about Portugal. I don't know if any of the listeners have been, but, like, Portugal to me is one of those places. Um, my parents live in the south of Portugal in a place in the Algarve. Um, and there is just something about when I go over there, when my feet hit the tarmac in the airport, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that made it sound like you are the plane. <laughs> I thought <laughs> you just like really, really fast and then, hey! Oh, my feet in the tarmac. <laughs> and the man's just waving his arms around. 
I am landed and good to go. <laughs> Everyone get up. Um, no, that's just uh, you when you walk into the cock tavern. Yeah. Oh, everyone get off. We just say it's on. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, so my inspo, pl- inspo place is Portugal. Definitely. My inspo celeb would have to be... This is a difficult one. They're both on the paper. Michelle or Oprah. Oh. Oh. Which one? You can have both. I know, but like I need There's one. No rule. I know. There's no rules. So yeah, here. so I'm reading Michelle Obama's book at the moment, Becoming. It is brilliant. What a good bedtime book. This is the Becoming. I've changed it. Yeah, okay. Um, it's a really good book to read in the evening, uh, in, bed, in bed. It's like a bedtime really? story. She's a very good writer. She is. I can't believe the detail she goes into about her early life. Yeah. I can't remember when I was six. Do you know, well, that's what I was saying. I can't remember a single thing from my childhood. I can't all, really. Until I was about 11. Yeah, I can't really. And the detail she goes into is insane. So all those celebrities that write those books, and they're like, oh yeah, and then on a Tuesday. I'm yeah, like, exactly. No, I was born, and then on my 11th or 12th birthday. <laughs> I started remembering shit, it was great. Awful happened, and that's yeah. the end. I can't remember a thing. So, yeah, it's very difficult. But, yeah, so I think they're there. And Oprah is amazing and is such a guru, isn't she? I've just got her Wisdom of Sundays book. Mm. Oh, my God. That's amazing as well. Eckhart Tolle as well. Oh, there's too many. And what about my life in Inspo Life Person? That's a good one. Apart from you, obviously. Mm. Which <laughs> There's no need for you. don't even have your own category because you are just generally inspirational, Pip. Oh, I mean... Yeah, yeah. I don't like swag, but yeah, I thought it was going to inspire me not to drink. Um, and oh, <laughs> I think the fact that I inspire you to drink is amazing. Yeah, coercion is a word as well. Oh, love it. <laughs> um, I don't know, that's a really good question. There is a lot of people um, in my life that, that I am inspired by. I think a lot of people give me a lot of things. It doesn't have to be someone big or influential. It can just be a friend, can't it? Yeah. Like, there's lo- lots of friends and lots of my family that inspire me. I think we've said before, like, different um, friends for different reasons and seasons, and there's friends that you go to for a laugh, and then there's friends you go to for... Because you just know they're going to give you, like, no holds barred, good advice, yep. tell it like it is. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how hurtful it can be. Yes, yeah. No, I, um, I think so. But, yeah, it's hard to pinpoint... One. Yeah, what what are yours then? So what's your inspo place and what's your inspo celeb? Oh, just any kind of beach, sunset beach, not the Channel 5 soap opera. Um, <laughs> but yeah, oh, just, I mean, I, my dream is to retire and live by a beach and just hear the waves. But yeah, sitting on a beach, watching the sunset, having a swim in the sea, hopefully on a Greek island. And that inspires oh, you. Oh, God. Yeah, because I always end up saying, and my friend Oliver will just be like, oh, God, you want to say this? But I always sit there and go, God, really puts things into perspective, doesn't it? And then he slaps me in the face, and that's the end of that. Um, But yeah, I don't know, just in the hustle and bustle, because life is so hectic and chaotic, and you've got your phone, and you've got your work, and you've got this and that, and everything else, just to sit down and just look out into the ocean and just be like... You can completely that, clear your head. Yeah. 
I totally, totally agree. It's got to be something that it, really it calms makes you, feel you. Very small. But I think it also gives you like a moment of like you you stand still or you sit still wherever technically you are. But you know when you're in like you were saying like it, when you're in London, even if you're sat on a tube, it's still chaotic. Even oh, if you're sat in the office, it's still riddles. yeah, it's still oh, chaotic. How am I going to get off? Oh, I'm going to have to ask that person to move. Oh God! Oh, I don't know. What to, oh. I'm sat there in like blind panic. Yeah. So we all need our inspo places, don't we? Yeah. To give us that. Mine are definitely... I think mine... Yeah, because I've got pictures around the house of Portugal and of South Shields, where my family are from, because those two... When I look at those beaches and I look at those places, they give me, like, There's something about space. quiet. Yeah. There's something about quiet, because it doesn't have to be... You know, we're both from up north. Yeah. And there's lots of rolling fields and beautiful views. Um, so even then, you know, I go back to my parents and there's, um, they live right at the edge of the Peak District. And there's, whenever you used to go as teenagers, there's a place called The Rocks. It's just a set of rocks, but on quite a hilly bit. But you look out and it's just fields and fields and fields and fields in a valley. But the, you, I mean, you can't hear anything. Mm. It's just like, you just kind of feel all the weight come off your shoulders and you're just like, ah. Yeah, so it makes you feel like, yeah, so relaxed. So, okay, so that's your inspo place. Who are your inspo celebs? You've stolen two of them. Oh, sorry. This is about my friends. Obviously, Oprah, I bet more than you because oh, I've watched the Oprah Winfrey show for 25 years. I am making my way through the DVD <laughs> set that you have insisted I watch. Uh, so I've got Oprah since... Uh, Oh God, it's the eighties. Love her. Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, my love? Obviously, Madonna. Um, Does she inspire you? though? this is the thing. Like, who who I mean, inspires you? People that come from very little, and a lot of them are women because they have that extra challenge, struggle, challenge, battle, mm-hmm. shit to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Oprah's a big one because when she talks about where she's come from and the fact that oh, there's an interview interview with her where she's talking about her grandma and her grandma was like um, beating their clothes against a rock and like boiling them and then and she was saying to her to Oprah who was a young child then you better watch me because you're going to have to do this one day. And there was something in Oprah's head that said, no, I will never do that. I will never, ever do that. Wow. And just having that kind of something. When, you know, in those days, the idea that you would be a black woman and have any kind of say or power or influence or anything, unheard of. And so... And I don't think her grandma ever got to see what she accomplished. And, yeah, and she talks about Michelle Obama as well, going, I mean, my grandma thinking, my God, there's a black woman in the White House. Yeah. All those kind of things. I just think, just coming from nothing and struggling through and not apologising and just be like, I'm going to go for it and do my own thing. You know, it's, um, it's very powerful. And I think, you know, as a young gay man, you have slightly, you are still a man and you still have that male privilege and you still have the white privilege and you still have all that, but you do have struggles as well. And Do you think this is why gay men and women are... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
because I think gay men don't really relate to men, like powerful men, because it, that's too easy. Yeah. You don't go, oh, God, Donald Trump, how did you do it? But, so that's why so many gay icons are women, because you're just like, you recognise the struggle that we're going through, and we recognise the struggle that you're going through. And everybody's there for each other. And we're all there for each other, and you don't have all those fucking hang-ups that men do, so you are able to be nice to us. And so I think that's a big... But then I also think, and you might be able to relate to this as well, that um, sometimes you have to be your own inspiration, so... Ooh, good one! Okay, okay. Oh, No, because it's been well documented that last year was the second worst year of my life. I was in the hugest rut imaginable. Not depression, maybe. I don't know. That That word gets thrown back far too often. But it was shit. And... The only person that was going to get me out of that was me. Mm-hmm. And this year, it wasn't like a New Year's resolution. It was just a, let's, I'm not doing that again. But you found so your I own inspiration. running. Yeah, you really did. And um, no one else could have done that. No one, I mean, other people were saying, you know, being supportive, but there's no one else that was going to get me back into stand up for me and there was no one else that was gonna like stop me drinking so much more than me mm-hmm. and I think you've been through similar things as well like it's just like I can go through as much counselling and therapy as as you know like I've had stupid money at that but at the end of the day yeah because if you're not willing to change you just have to go snap out of it <laughs> and just like go come on I think it's yeah. You've got to you've got to find the drive from within, haven't you? You've got like you say. It, that was such a good explanation. You have to inspire yourself, and you have to find something in yourself that's worth fighting for. Yeah. So whether it's it like is, I can't carry on like this. Yeah, you can't. This has to change. Something has to change, and whether it's tiny things that happen little by little, slowly by slowly, or whether like you did, which was a bit of a like right wake up call. This ain't happening anymore. I'm not doing that again. Like, I'm going to get on with it. And I think there's different ways of doing that. Because, like, I, at the moment, if I'm being honest, I'm struggling. And I think, like, procrastination is my friend at the moment. But at the same time, I feel really inspired. Not too sure how those two things go hand in hand, but they do. Like, there's part of me, like, half of the day, I'm completely inspired. I am free to do whatever I want to do. And I've been learning stuff. I've been doing online courses. I've been like helping other people. I've been doing consultancy work. I've been uh, working on some new projects. Sorting out my stand-up comedy, yep, yep. social Sorting media. Sorting out your social media. And, you know, just doing little things like that. But then at the same time, the other side of me wants to sit in bed and do nothing and just wish the day away. Like, how are yeah. those two things together? But they are. And that's where, at the moment, I think I'm struggling to find full inspiration. I think the thing is, you have to realise that both of those things are fine. You know, as much as I say I've hit the ground running, I've had a week off work this week. I think there was one day where I didn't, I got out of bed. Mm. <laughs> but I got out of bed to sit on the sofa. Mm-hmm. Didn't do anything productive or anything like that. And you can just, I mean, don't beat yourself up for having down days or lazy days or anything. You don't have to do something every bloody day. Um... I think that's a really good point, But I do think point, you yeah. have to make up for it and be like, right, 
Yesterday was lazy pee-pee. Today, let's have some, let's it, have a list. Like we've got a list in front of us right now of things that we're going to talk about on this podcast. Just do a list of things that you can, and it doesn't have to be like amazing groundbreaking things. It can be like, no. go to the shop, write a bit of this, apply for a job, you know. Have you heard of bullet journaling? Oh, I think I've probably been doing that for years. That sounds like my kind of... So bullet journaling, yeah. that's what I've kind of started doing. And it has really helped. And like you say, like it doesn't have to be the massive things. It's more the little things to help you through. So like now, because obviously I'm not waking up to a, go to a job, I wake up every morning and I think, right, what do I want to do today? Or I do it the night before. And I think, right, what do I need to do this month? And then I break it down. And I think, okay, what am I going to do tomorrow? Or what am I going to do today? And I'll break it down so at least I've got stuff to do. So it keeps me on track, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what helps um, keep you sort of organised, like you say. But uh, bullet journaling's amazing because, like, you know, all the things that I had in February, some of the stuff I haven't done. So I'm not going to get angry at myself. I'm not going to get upset at myself. I'm just going to push it across to March. Yeah, there's no point. As long as it doesn't get out of hand, I think. Just yeah. Because you put everything off forever. <laughs> Well, I got out of bed in February, so I thought, that's very good. It's like, no, 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 lots of people do that. They just add a little bit to it each day or... Yeah. You know, and it's if it's a big task, don't do it all at once. Yeah, break do it down. Do like a bit break of it, it in the morning, a bit of it in the afternoon, stop for lunch. Yeah, like definitely. I'm cleaning the flat. I do a room, I break. Mm-hmm. Another room, I break. So it takes... Hours, but it does get done. But I'm not going to be like, I'm doing this all now because it's not that's not realistic. And with any kind of big task or challenge or anything like that, like applying for a job, yeah, can always take ages. Yeah, oh my goodness, trying to do a proper job application, just copy and paste and all that kind of stuff, yeah. So do bits at a time, you know, unless the deadline's tomorrow, you usually you've got a couple of weeks' notice to do a job application. Take your time over it, it'll be a better application. But don't don't go don't drive yourself insane. I think it's just yeah, and not pushing yourself. I heard a really good quote the other day, I think I did put it on my Instagram was keep going doesn't mean that you can't take a break. Yeah. So it doesn't good. mean that you can have like one day where you're not having a great day. And you can't say that that's not keep going because you are going still. Mm. You're just having a little break, you know. Yeah. Which I think is really important. But Absolutely. I, and this is the thing when you look when you read these things by people like Michelle Obama and and you know people who have achieved loads, they will always say that one of the most important things for them is time for themselves. Yeah. Hi, my name's Oprah Winfrey, and this is the Oprah Winfrey podcast. One of the important gifts we can give to each other is time. <laughs> That's how she introduces every episode of her podcast. So yeah, super soft. I mean, it's easy for you to say, love, you've got $3 billion. Um, but at the same time, there are inspirational people who don't have $3 billion and don't have the nationwide chat show and all that kind of stuff. Who you just look to and go, oh, you're just quite amazing, aren't you? You're just really good at your job or you're just... A genuinely lovely human being. And I think that's really important, though, to be that person. Don't be 
the Mr. Successful, Mr. Wealthy, Mr. Yeah. Achieve Everything. What does successful mean? Yeah, just, yeah, just mean? be the person who is genuinely authentic, nice, yeah. kind, thoughtful, you know, and driven. Enjoying just, your life. Yeah, just enjoying because things. Being successful, being a manager, being a director, being a commissioner, mm-hmm. does not mean you're successful because it, you could be stressed and miserable. Yeah. Oh, and totally. And have no social life. Absolutely. So, or you could have what some people would call a crappy job. You could love your workmates. You could have enough money to have a roof over your head and some good food and a few nights yeah. out. And that's up to you how and you want to live your life. You could have the best friends and have an amazing time. And, and that not... person is more successful yes, than the person who's hundred grand a year. And you know what? Another quote I heard the other day. I've been learning lots of quotes. So I've had lots of time on my hands. <laughs> um, <laughs> another one is that. The most successful person has exactly the same amount as uh, an unsuccessful person. It's just that they know how to use their time more wisely. We all have 24 hours every single day. Yeah. Um, Michelle Obama does, Oprah Winfrey does, you and me, Beyonce. We all, Beyonce we all have the same <laughs> amount of exactly hours in a day. Right. Um, you have exactly the same amount of hours in your day as Beyonce, so what have you done to yeah. oh, Well, I mean, I get that. Beyonce's <laughs> amazing, but what has she done today? Like, she might have just sat on the sofa watching Real Crime all day. Which I she love to do. She ain't releasing an album in time soon. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I won't feel guilty if I do that as well. Yeah. I just need to yeah. know that at some point I need to drop a really good video. Which you need to do more of. Which I will do more of. Now that you're back in comedy, you need to be very funny all the time. Spot on. All the time. On that. No, go. Funny. I'm not doing it now. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so, so yeah, inspirations. All right. (laughs) Uh, Vix just tried to get me to wrap it up. And I will be wrapping something up in a parcel that opens like this. Just get the finger. Um, <coughs> yeah. So, speaking of inspirational people, people who achieve things mm-hmm. that they never thought they would achieve, this segue is fucking amazing. That was very good. Um, and who are you talking about, Pip? Well, I'm talking about Olivia Coleman. <laughs> Yay! Against all odds, against all odds, she was not supposed to win that Oscar. Yeah, but rumor has it. I mean, not rumor. The person, the actress that has won pretty much everything apart from the Baftas, but that was Britain, so we're always going to like a British actress. Um, but Glenn Close was the favourite. She's been nominated seven times. But someone told me because they reckon it was because she's too political for Hollywood. Who, hey, Glenn? Apparently, she's too oh, political and she doesn't. She refuses to live in L.A. or Hollywood or something. I mean... Someone told me well, that when we were very drunk I'm, the other I'm night. I think that's silly. It's supposed to be on the performance. And uh, I've seen all the Oscar films, I think, this year, apart from the Going Close film. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the woman even Well, does that tell Oscars. you something? Oh, it's just the fact that it was out last year before I got my cinema card. Oh, right. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, she went to the Oscars dressed as an Oscar. She was in all gold. Oh, fair. yes, she was. And I was like, oh, honey, you are going oh. to be coordinated with that award. Okay, so I need to interrupt you. I have just remembered someone who walked down the Oscar red carpet who inspired the fuck out of me. Shangela. 
No. Selma Blair. Oh, now can we have? Can this, we have a moment we for have Selma? To go over time for some motherfucking Selma Blair because she. Speaking of inspiration. Oh my goodness, honey, Selma Blair. If you don't know, she's the actress from Cool Intentions, Legally the Blonde, thing, Legally Blonde, ferocious actress, very funny. Got to snog Sarah, Michelle, Michelle Gellar. Gellar. I mean, I'm gay, but that was a hot kiss. <laughs> Um, and she's been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Yes, she has. And, and it's been quite an aggressive. Um, very aggressive. Because she's been feeling it for a while. I watched an interview. Yes. And did you see that ABC it's been, interview? It's been retweeted to death. Yes. Um, right, exactly. And yeah, it's, she's, she was feeling it for a while, but she was ignoring it. Which I think a lot of people do. MS is a really challenging condition because it's not something you can pinpoint because it doesn't have a structured like deterioration pattern no until you have a flare-up yes yeah so she was at the academy awards on sunday night which was insane it's the first time she's been in public for a long time and she has to walk with a cane yep and um she looked fucking amazing. That dress was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. And it had a pink diamond in it or something. Yes. And then she did an interview with um, Robin Roberts, who's like Good Morning America or something like that. And um, I think that was the first time she's spoken in public since. And she was having a flare-up because it was very obvious that her speech was um, stilted and... Well, that was one of the con- yeah. Well, that's right. one of the the side effects, isn't it? That, that f- I can't remember what it was called, but it's a certain type of yeah. speech issue that happens with a flare. Yeah. Um, but oh my god, that woman! I mean, how brave to walk down the aisle, well, the carpet, like, and then carry on and go to a party. Yeah, bring it on. Like that's incredible, incredibly brave, because you think how like Hollywood is can be so like it can destroy you. Also, it can take shreds. You know, hearing from actresses that are walking down the red carpet who don't have um, a cane and who aren't coming out with any kind of condition, just actresses who are on the red carpet, they say it's the scariest thing yep. on the planet. Because one, the red carpet is as long as a road, and you have to deal with 500 men screaming yeah, at you. you. And you have to pose there and there and there and there and step and repeat and step and repeat. To do it when, for the first time since your diagnosis, is insane. Yeah, no, so I think we should definitely... Have a little clunk. Have a little clunk. Miss Blair. Yeah. Clunk for Miss Blair, because that was amazing. And she's a mum. And she's a mum. How incredible is that? Amazing awareness. And she's got Michael J. Fox's email address, which I thought was really sweet <laughs> yeah. of the interview as well. So, yeah. So the Oscars happened on Sunday night. Olivia Coleman, Coleman, Collie, won Best Actress for <laughs> The Favourite. She Who was not The Favourite. Yeah. She won. She did yet another amazing um, acceptance speech. She's so lovely, she's so down to earth, and I'm not into um, publicising other people's podcasts on the podcast, but however, she did a fucking lovely interview with David Tennant, who's got a new podcast called David Tennant 
meet, interview, something. Just search David Tennant. It's Just search, it, yeah. It's in the top ten podcast. Um, and the first episode is him and Ludwig Coleman. Obviously, they start together in Broadchurch. It's just like two best mates having the conversation. It's absolutely adorable. She's so down to earth. She's so lovely. I want to be her friend. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, it was really good that she won. And, um, yeah, God. She's going to be under pressure. Well, she won't be under pressure because for the next year and a half, like, she can just chill out with it because oh, she's yeah. just doing the crown now. She's doing the oh, crown. Oh, yeah, she's it? doing the crown, isn't she? Yeah. So and Helen Bonham fine. Carter's doing it. She's Princess Margaret. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be, I can't wait for that. So, um, yeah, so she's kind of... She's she doesn't done. have to worry. She doesn't have to worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, that's bless true. her. Um, and, yeah... So I've seen most of the films. So out of all the films that won and the ones that you saw, is there any that you disagree with? Is there any that missed out? What do you, out of your personal viewing uh, programme? Uh, I really wish Richard E. Grant had won Best Supporting Actor. Oh. Because I just love him and I love that film, Can You Ever Forgive Me, starring him and Melissa McCarthy. Um, and he would have done a really good acceptance speech if he's a gay man in it, and it's set in the late 80s, early 90s, and his character is gay and becomes HIV positive, and he would have done the speech that um, the guy from, oh, what's his name, I mean, Manic, the guy who played Freddie Mercury, who won the Best Actor Oscar, he would have done the speech that he should have done, which was more about Yes. The time and the situation that yeah. they, both their characters were in. So have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody? I have, yeah. So Drunk it... off my tits. Oh. I did see it <laughs> with the Sal. Did you? Oh, lovely yeah, Sal. Yeah, we were hammered. Oh. We went to an 11pm showing. Wow. And we took a bottle of wine in with us. Obviously. That we didn't buy in the cinema. Well... You and are I think it was naughty. the right time of night to see it, and I think we sat on the front row, and we were like... <laughs> we were like, happy now. Oh, my God, it's Everyone so good. We, us, well, but we loved it. Oh, it was just an amazing film. That's That, to it me, is what it was. But the one thing that pissed me off was the stuff around his diagnosis. They lied. They got it wrong. Ooh. Because he did not find out his diagnosis before Live Aid. He found out after Live Aid. Uh, yeah. Live Aid happened in 1985. Five. He didn't find out his diagnosis till 1986, 1987. It was it was literally months before he died. Yeah, he found out, and he and didn't admit it to his family. Then thing in the film where he like goes into a seedy, dirty gay club. Yeah, and then he gets diagnosed. I'm like, oh. Stop exactly, it. Stop it. and the fact that it makes out that he goes off on his own and has his own like solo career. In actual fact, mm. Roger Taylor did that first before Freddie Mercury did. So mm. Freddie never really actually even separated from the band and had some time. And it wasn't before Live Aid either. So no. there's a couple of bits in it where I was like, come on. And I was a bit annoyed that even Brian May and Roger let that happen. So you want people to do their research, which segue into the best picture winner, which was Green Book, yeah. which I have to admit... I went to see it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was a great film. Yeah. But then our previous guest on the podcast, Mark Thompson, mm-hmm. did lots of social media posting that I was not aware of that um, the all-white 
production staff, director, screenplay writer, had not done their research, had not even reached out to the family of the person who was the subject matter of the film. And See, was, that's a, that's not good. It was actually very whitewashed and extremely racist. And, um, yeah, and Spike Lee, who is a fucking legend, mm-hmm. um, was interviewed post the Oscars on the red carpet for the after parties. And uh, two British reporters from the BBC said, oh, what do you think to Green Book winning Best Picture? And he was like, are you both from Britain? Okay, I will answer this in British terminology. It was not my cup of tea. (laughs) (laughs) He was really unhappy that that won. And if I'm going to believe anyone, I'm going to believe fucking Spike Lee. Um, So, yeah, there were much better films that could have won. If Beale Street could talk, Regina King won for Best Point Actress. That was a Fucking amazing film. Absolutely stunning. Stunning film. That should have won a lot more. Um, Roma won quite a lot. Well, that was tipped for the winner, wasn't it? That was supposed to get best film. Yeah. It got everything else. Um, And can we just spend a little bit of time talking about Lady Gargoyle's performance with Bradley Cooper? Which was basically like sex. They have got to have either shagged or be shagging. There if I was Bradley Cooper's wife, something. I would be like, what? Because there's one point, you watch it closely, where he sat next to her at the piano. Yeah. And she does go to kiss him. It's like a, they... <gasps> I'm going to have to watch it again. I'm going to have to watch I mean, it again. Bradley Cooper's wife must be so fucking relieved that award season is over. Because now, after the Oscars, it's done. Yeah, no more. They never like, need to see each other ever again. Yeah. Because the sexual tension during that performance was insane. It was like it you was could fiery. you could feel it on your skin just yeah. watching it. I was like, oh my god, they do not realise where they are. They are going to have sex on this piano stool. Like that was the thing; they didn't even know where they were. Yeah. It the was fact that he kind of like got off his seat and, and like walked say, around. Oh, we were just in character. You had the Oscars. There's a billion people watching. Yeah. The film was done a year and a half ago. This is weird. It was very intense. And the way he just got off his chair and just walked around, you felt he was just going to throw her. Oh, no. I mean, I'm very glad she won. The song is stunning. It is a beautiful song. And I loved when she came off stage and she didn't even know that... She probably knew she was being filmed, but she was just like, I need a drink! (laughs) I was like, yeah, if I win an Oscar, that's exactly the first thing I would say. It's just like, give me a drink! And she was also wearing, like, $30 million around her neck. Insane. That diamond, the Tiffany diamond, that has not been worn since 1961. Yeah. With Audrey Hepburn. Imagine if she just went to the loo and just... Oh, my God. Oh, Imagine that, though. Audrey Hepburn. I mean, I am... A, she's one of my idols. I love Audrey Hepburn. Jean Inspo. Yeah. <laughs> Inspo. Definitely. But, like, can you imagine, like, the next time it gets put on your neck and you're thinking the last person to wear this was Audrey Hepburn? Yeah. What? Millions of dollars. 30, it was 30 to 50 million or something it was worth? It was. The Tiffany Diamond. And then, Mm. 
I was quite shocked because then Madonna always does her after party, Oscars party, yep. and um, picture of old Lady Gaga and Madonna. Oh. I mean, it did look like Madonna had her in a headlock, which I wouldn't be surprised about. <laughs> but uh, they've made up. I mean, it was probably just for a photo of social media photo where it's up, very yeah. powerful, yeah. but it could have just been like, we're women. Let's yeah. not. <laughs> Let's not take it to the town and lots of other people who are willing to do that for free. Exactly. So, so it was actually quite a good one this year. I felt the music was pretty good as well. Like because the, the other, good, the other great Midler. one was yeah, Bette Miller. But then they had um, the Queen performance was good. Queen, they, was, had they always Maya are Rudolph, good. Tina Fey, and Amy Poehler. I mean, who needs a host? Julie Roberts kind of rounded the whole thing off yeah. by announcing the best winner and then being like. Well, that's it. Bye. <laughs> and I was like, maybe that's all you need to say. That's all you need is Julia Roberts. All you that. need is Julia Roberts in a pink dress, all looking the same as she did twenty years ago. Oh, she so did. Sad. There was a photo on Instagram of her and Paul Rudd. Uh huh. You know, from Clueless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody commented, going, "This picture could have been taken twenty years ago. They don't <laughs> look any different. I'm waiting for someone to prove this was not twenty years ago." Oh my goodness! I wish I could yeah. have that kind of skin. Oh, I know. Oh, no. Don't be jealous of me. Um, but, yeah. There you go. So I've got one more question for you. When are we going to Vegas? Oh, why? Who's on in Vegas? Oh, well, Jack Jackson's just announced her residency. Yes, that's what I was so, yeah, so surprised. Oh, you know what? I am not happy about that. Oh, this is interesting because we haven't Should had a conversation about this, listeners. Go on. I thought we'd be all over because this. It's me and Pete Clark. Right. A previous guest of this podcast as well. Yes, yes. Had tickets to see Janet Jackson. Oh, yes, I remember. two years yeah. ago. She was going to come to the O2 with her unbreakable tour. And then she cancelled it because... Because she was trying for a baby. So she cancelled a tour to have sex. <laughs> she wasn't pregnant trying for a baby. And now she's doing North America tour. And now she's announced... I'm like... Do you want to maybe slap back to Europe and maybe do a few little gigs there for the people that have been waiting? <laughs> so uh, we're not going to Vegas then? No. Oh, see, I thought that would have been out of all the residencies. I think that's going to be a yeah, great I'm one. I'm waiting for it to come back. Okay, and I right, will okay, be right. like, well, I'll just stood go. at the door of the O2, tapping my watch like, well, it's about time! <laughs> my God! <laughs> I don't know, your brother cancels it because he dies and then you cancel because you're shagging end of a life start of a life rumors not happy about that and there's the title of episode 21 oh, <laughs> well I think that's uh, there's not much more we can say after that um, oh, so okay thank you for listening Vix is now going to tell you about all the different ways that you can interact with us on social media that we aren't really doing much on, but we're going to start doing more on. Hey, Pip. Yes, more on. <laughs> <laughs> Still to come. <laughs> I can't believe. <laughs> You're such a cock. <laughs> well, that's not very nice, is it, listeners? Uh, you can follow us on. So, yes, uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We need your finger. Oh, um, which finger? 
Oh, it's your it's your marriage finger, your wedding finger. Mm. <gasps> oh, I don't know. We need to Google that. Those are the ones that. Got too much. Too, too much. You stomach. Anyway, uh, you can follow us on the following social media platforms, which I've just said: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram at two bottles in, in underscore, underscore UK. UK. And um, we are aware that the website has not been updated lately, and we're going to do that too. Uh, yes, now that I have a little I bit am. more time on my hands, I'm going to have a little dinkle with the website. And Philip will do all the social media, won't you, Philip? Absolutely. And Can't do you want to give a shout-out to your uh, your pages as well? Your oh, yes, so you can follow me on Facebook. I am uh, Philip Bag stand-up comedian yes um and you can follow me on twitter at pip rag and also you can subscribe yes to my youtube channel which is philip rag comedy comedy yes i <laughs> fed those words to all <laughs> to see um, this is why you can never do without me no absolutely not no and um, yes, yeah, so you can follow those and find out about upcoming gigs. There are upcoming gigs in Camden and Whitechapel and Stockwell, and there'll be more added soon. Excellent. So, um, please come along and support. We them. should try and do a podcast from like pre gig. Oh, yeah, it'd be wonderful to hear me shitting myself on microphone. Yes, yeah. it'd be funny. This is the sound of diarrhea shooting down my leg. No! No, 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 no. That's what I said when diarrhea was shooting down my leg. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no. Um, anyway, here's to 50 peas. Here's to 50 peas. We will be back in March with more fun and frolics. On, on episode 22. And hopefully I've got a job by then. If anybody's got any jobs going, let me know. Desperation doesn't even cover it. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. Bye.